Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And I speak to you on a day where it was cool enough for me to sit outside at lunchtime and have my dinner. If you're not Northern, you won't understand that you have your dinner at lunchtime. That's a whole other conversation we can have. But I ate some food outside just after midday (laughs) and it was cool enough for me to do that. I was in a T-shirt. It's November. I know. That's Phoenix. But, ooh, exciting times, eh? Fall is upon us. The holiday season, as it's called here in the States, is, well, very much in full swing now. Halloween, of course, passed just this last weekend. Thanksgiving is just a couple of weeks away. Then, of course, it's Christmas, Hanukkah, a bunch of other religious celebrations. And then, can you believe it? 2022. I do not want to wish the time away, but man alive, it is really nearly here. It's terrifying, isn't it? Halloween, as I said, passed this last weekend in a whirl of face paint and chocolate. And I want you, just for a moment, picture in your mind's eye a lot of sweets and chocolate. And I mean loads. Just imagine loads of sweets and chocolate. Now times that amount by about 10. Because genuinely, you will not believe... How much candy is given out here at Halloween? It is off the scale. If you're British and listening to this and a child of the 70s and 80s like me, I want you to think back to PE, okay, when you were at school, phys ed, as they may say here, or sports. And remember the duffel bags that you would put your gym kit in with your plimsolls, your plimmies, uh, sneakers for the Americans listening. And imagine that duffel bag being stuffed with chocolate and sweets, and other types of candy. I mean, that's how much it was. You could barely get it on her back. That is how many sweets my girls got this Halloween. Rationing, as we do, just a couple of pieces a day, (laughs) they are literally going to be eating it well into 2022. It is just extraordinary. As I told you about this time last year, Halloween itself is a major celebration for loads of families here. Lawn chairs go out on the front driveway. Fire pits are dragged into place from the backyard. Garage doors opened up and huge TVs wheeled out showing scary films for pretty much any passerby who wants to sit down and watch. As a friend of mine commented, it's a block party around here on Halloween and it really, really is. Both my girls, one dressed as a creepy clown, the other in full Sergeant Pepper regalia, because the Beatles, went out to comb the streets for sugar with friends. So we headed over to another friend's house and sat drinking wine and watching scary films. Oh, (laughs) Now, my friends have got one of those doorbell cameras, which links up to their Alexa speaker and tells you when there's someone there. And I can tell you, It's a special kind of feeling when you're three glasses of red wine in and suddenly a robot voice announces over the speaker, motion detected at the front door, motion detected at the front door, at a particularly terrifying moment of the conjuring. Ah! I mean, it was just as Halloween should be. It was fab. One thing I did notice was that many of my neighbours actually broke the law on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Because it is illegal in Maricopa County, the area of Arizona that houses Phoenix, to leave pumpkins outside. So you can carve your jack-o'-lantern, no worries, pop in your candle, but do not leave it outside your front door. You must put it inside instead. Why? 
because pumpkins are the absolute favourite thing to eat for javelinas. They love them. So unless you want hordes of very hungry and excited pig-type beasts snuffling around your front step, it is a no-no. And in fact, even if you did want loads of javelina snuffling around your front step, it's still a no-no because the local police and the animal services, they don't want to have to deal with all of that. Hence, it is against the law. Phoenix is a bit of a melting pot for so many other American cities that I'm guessing if you've just moved in from Chicago, say, or San Francisco, javelina aren't something you've ever had to deal with. So you might think putting pumpkins outside your front door is okay, but no, you absolutely do not want them marauding around your house. Do you know, I found out the other day that a group of javelina is called a squadron. It just really pleased me. It just seems perfectly to fit. A squadron of javelina. Another side note, group of coyotes, a band, which again fits really well with the image of them moving in packs across the desert like outlaws. There's a band of coyotes coming your way. I can hear it now. I had a little insight into what must be going through the head of so many of my American colleagues the other day when I was on a work Zoom call with four other women, all of them based in New York, who I'm working on a podcast for. We know each other pretty well now, even though I haven't actually met any of them. So when my doorbell went in the middle of a meeting, I said, oh, Soz, hang on, I've just got to go and get the door. I jumped up from my desk and was halfway downstairs when, because I had Bluetooth earbuds on, I could still hear them. And I heard them say, what does Soz mean? She said like, Saz, I need to get the door. Who's Saz? Is that the name of her husband or something? (laughs) I love it. I know this, said another one of them. I have a friend from London who says this. It means like apologies. (laughs) It's just so lovely. I love her phrases, said another one of the women. What did she say the other day? That's cheesed me up. (laughs) Cheesed off. Cheesed off, another colleague corrected. They are such lovely people and it just really makes me chuckle that to them, my British slang makes me like some kind of exotic creature. (laughs) I'm just talking rubbish. So, soz to you. Talking of the ongoing British-American language divides, we had a lovely meal at an Italian place the other day, owned by a family whose parents had arrived in the States from Sicily in the 50s. They very kindly and very gently suggested we didn't need to order more than one pizza, even though there was four of us. And when it arrived, the size of a bin lid, we were most grateful. But it was the young waiter who really made us laugh. Where are you all from? He'd asked us when we arrived. (laughs) And we explained England and then Manchester and my husband being from London and blah, 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 blah. Oh, right, he said. That's probably why I understand y'all. He explained that his dad had English ancestors and that they still had distant family living in England. A couple of years before, they'd taken a big family trip, mum, dad, he and his brothers and sister, and they'd gone on a tour of England and a little bit of Wales. I loved it, he said excitedly. I mean, it was kind of grey and rainy when we were there. That's normal, I said. (laughs) That's not just when you were there. That's kind of what it's like. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But then... We got to meet my dad's family, he said, and I just couldn't understand them 
at all. I mean, they were really nice and welcoming, but they kept asking questions and I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know what they were asking me. It was really awkward. Where did they live? I asked him. He couldn't remember. Near London? Wales? He wasn't sure. I'm going to go and text my dad, he said. (laughs) He came back a few minutes later. Okay, he said. They live in a place called Sunderland. (laughs) Oh, Sunderland, I said. Okay, that makes perfect sense now. Now, I love the North East accent. I think it's terrific. But man alive, there have been times when even I have looked quite blankly at someone from that neck of the woods who's trying to ask me a question, especially if they've got a super strong lilt. Anyone unfamiliar with the accent... I want you to Google how to speak Mackham. Now, Mackham's a slang name for someone from Sunderland. So Google how to speak Mackham. You will learn words such as Hawaii and Canny and Gannon. And do you know what? I'm going to put a link in the notes of this episode to a video which made me laugh a lot. And we'll explain to you just how complicated it can be if you're not from Sunderland speaking to someone who is from Sunderland. I don't think they really understood me either, said our lovely waiter. They kept saying, why do you speak so slowly? You sound like a cowboy. (laughs) Brilliant. I think he got through the whole of that trip with a lot of nodding and smiling. And you know, there are worse ways to communicate, right? This weekend, I'm going to get on the DIY train again, if I can make myself understood in the hardware store. I need some skirting board. I have no idea if that word is the same here. We will, of course, see. I'm attempting to replace all the bits the ruddy, manic puppy has chewed away before my dad, hopefully, maybe, please, arrives for Christmas. It's still touch and go, to be honest, whether or not he can come. The surgeon so far has said no to flying, but my dad is going to see how he goes, he said. We're not giving up hope yet, so keep your toes and fingers crossed, eh? I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 